0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Andrew Bolland. On the phone, we're here to preview Leeds United versus Newcastle United, one of the biggest games. In England, this Saturday, Sunday, Um, Bolland. Is
2: it? Is it still one of the biggest games?
1: Yes, I I think think so. Leeds Leeds
2: have been rubbish for years.
1: Leeds have been rubbish for a long time. Maybe they still are. Who knows? (laughs)
2: First time, first, first time they sold out the ground in what like eight years or
1: something. I think. I think this. I mean, we've got a Leeds fan coming on the show in a bit. We'll ask him. I did a bit of research writing True Faith match preview up on True Faith now. Probably I'm not checked, but it will be tonight. Um, well, the True Face match preview, will probably be there. Oh yeah, it will be on True Faith at some point. I just don't know whether it's up now now, but it's called it wait now, our time, which makes it sound like we're broad as in oh, when yeah, we're recording. Um so by the time you listen to this, which is nine o'clock on a Thursday onwards, it should be there. But anyway, I had a look. The last time the sold out was um against was it Chelsea or Arsenal in the league? In the League Cup or the FA Cup, FA Cup a few years ago. Um, the last time the sold out a League game bizarrely was Drillingham in League One in like two thousand and two thousand and eight. So it's the highest crowd for eight years, and I think the last time they sold out before that was Man United in two thousand and four. So it's probably going to be the biggest League crowd in twelve years. But going by Twitter bottom it's got nothing to do with Newcastle you know nothing just coincidence that that, obviously it never never is (laughs) it's like these um these fans who come to St James's Park like these clubs like and not all Ipswich fans but but I saw some Ipswich fans on social media saying like they normally take like four to five hundred to a northern league game and north for them is like anything north of friggin oxford um and like they bring like the full three thousand two hundred in Newcastle. It's like nothing to do with you though. Nothing to do with Newcastle. <laughs> all right. No, no, absolutely not. It wouldn't have all had their phones out taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, well, I think I think it's a big game, Bolton, because the fact that it's on Telly on it in a prime spot on Sunday is is one thing. You don't know, often it's kind of been picked as the main championship game um, of of the month, being the one thirty Sunday game and. Just, just the fact that it's it's a bit old school. I mean, Newcastle fans of of a certain age, that makes that sounds bad as well. Sorry, we're, we're, we're late twenties, but I've never been to Ellen Road before. I've only ever seen Newcastle play Leeds when Leeds were r- rubbish, um, so it hasn't really, you know, enjoyed that kind of rivalry. Rivalry. Lee Riders in the Chronicle of the Day saying it has the same intensity as a derby it sounds like clickbait to me, but. But what you know. That's absolute absolute
2: rubbish. <laughs> absolute
1: rubbish. In in deference to that, I, I didn't click the link, so I don't know what he's actually said. You might have been stitched up by the headline writer there. Um But yeah, it's not it's not the derby. In Leeds I mean Bolland I I kind we we'll may as well start talking about the game before we get with Leeds friend on the phone. Um our, this this is this is gonna be controversial. Leeds' record is is a bit false. Like fair play, they've they've won at the one at Norwich, last time out three two, but Norwich are all over the shop. But that's a that's a result to be to be um, you know celebrated. We're at home. They've only beaten sides in the bottom six, I think. So that's not that's that's not a great record. Being beaten by oh, Huddersfield and Birmingham at home, but not for a little while. So I'll, I'll put it to you, Uh Is it is it a difficult game? Do you think? Like everyone's making out.
2: to be I mean, I mean they've sold out their ground it's quite a big ground of the fans get behind them, the atmosphere should be pretty good. Uh, and that could stir the team on a bit. Having said that though we're so much better than everyone in the league. Like <laughs> I don't see why the league should be any should be any different reality, like their players are nowhere near as good as ours. Um, if we score early it'll just be the same story as every other game. Like I don't see them them Threatening is if that happens. Um, yeah, I it's a tricky one. It, it, it really just depends. <laughs> There's no answer for you. Insight. No Th- that's yeah. what.
1: That's why people listen to this show for that kind of hot take. <laughs> it depends. <Yeah. laughs> um, well, you
2: know what I mean? Like, if we do, if we do score early, that's, that will be game over. But I think the longer it drags on, as we've seen with uh, with, with Cardiff at home, Preston. Uh,
1: you know, teams tend to go into the games against us, so you know, tri- it might be tricky. Go on, <laughs> I, was wait- I was waiting for some analysis there. <laughs> but, um, I was trying to think who else it was, a uh, as well, Rob Room as the game went on sort of started to get out of a little bit as well. well so. uh, with with us it seems that once we get to the point <laughs> where the either the management or the players are like, right, we've won this, we're basically like, come on then, <laughs> break us down. Um, we've only conceded three away goals all season, all from crosses. Fulham corner, uh, vile corner, <laughs> assist by Matt Sells and and um, Preston cross into the box uh, from a set piece from a throw as well, own goal, um, which I called at the time actually. From the other end, I was like, that was it, I don't know if you remember, I was like, it's a definite own goal, so I was like, no, Beckford scored. I was like, it's it's an own goal, I uh, can see from here. But I think that we, it, it's a hard one because Right, our away form is unbelievable. Well, 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 Hang on, our our form is unbelievable. Eight wins in a row, <laughs> like only yeah. only fail to take wins from three games this season. Um, but it's almost like the away form, um, QPR aside, has been or the, the results have been better than the performances, and at home the performances have been better than the results. If that makes sense. Uh, it doesn't, but I know what you mean. <laughs> um. Well, it must have made some sense, Bodden, <laughs> if you've got there. Um, so, I, I don't know, I suppose like, you, we weren't at QBR. I've only missed, only missed Villa and QPR this season. But we weren't at QBR, uh, which was an absolute annihilation. We've, be, we've been everywhere else. And you think of Rotherham ground out that one. You think of uh, Preston ground out that. We're pissed, Derby. That was too easy. Um, who else? Bristol would ground that out. Who else have we beaten away from home? Played, to probably <laughs> probably. But I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a game you've got your Derby and QPR. Should you use some sort of um you know option like the internet or something to try and research this <laughs> rather than just endlessly going, Who did who did we play? Did we play them? Um but it's all it's almost like with it's the defensive solidity of the team that is prospered away from home. Compared to the attacking flair which we've seen at home in in flashes, which you know your um even your Cardiff's yeah, um, Ipswich Brentford, it was like right we'll score done, um, and then then we'll keep the ball a lot. Whereas away from home we've been we've been content to let the opposition have have the ball, not dominate the game, um, you know, and or dominate parts, but let the opposition really try and break us down, hit them on the counter attack. Um, and, and I don't know if this is going to be the same I mean it'd be interesting to speak to this lad who's coming on soon um, because they're on,
2: quite, I I mentioned they're on quite a decent run as well so they've probably
1: got their tails open one defeat in I six and that defeat with just Steve McLaren's derby yeah.
2: everyone get, everyone gets themselves up to Newcastle as well <laughs> as
1: we've mentioned don't, so, don't, don't say that we're, we're a small club <laughs> apparently no one comes to our games parachute payments you're just parachute payments um, I, I remember in the seventies
2: when you only got six
1: thousand. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, someone made a great point on Twitter the other day. It was probably Mark Corby, UFC nineteen eighty ninety four. When all these people are like, in the eighties, you only got twelve thousand. Actually, it was nineteen ninety two. So no, not only is the one statistic which you can pull out from like a hundred years of history, you've got one game to point to. You can't even get the right decade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's one for you lot listening if anyone tries to pull that out um, but on Leeds uh, because of the championship and because you get to see so little football or, or highlights I, I don't know how to play or the Swansea reincarnated um, very much so considering how shit Swansea are at the moment oh I wasn't supposed to swear <laughs> never mind we'll cut this for the radio show um, and or, or, or they other just dead direct I mean we'll find out by asking this, uh, this Leeds fan who's going to come on but there, there isn't really a style of play this season which I've, I've fought against Newcastle. Apart from the high press, but well, I mean, we're going to come on to it now, apart, but the high press doesn't work when Gale plays for us. Like, I've only seen um, Preston in, in the away game and uh, Cardiff in the second half when they thought, we'll have a go at this. It only works if Mitrovic is playing because teams aren't willing to push up to halfway and leave their, their centre-backs one-on-one against Dwight Gale. So um, I don't really think we'll have a, a massive weakness... Um, is it you know in terms of I oh, we don't like playing these types of teams, but you know moving on to that bond, Mitrovic or Gail I know I know you are team. I mean you're you're basically one step away from, um you know f- like making designs and flags of Mitrovic and <laughs> background wallpapers <role> <laughs> such as your love for the Serbian. Not, not quite accurate, but uh, it's a tricky one because obviously Mitrovic has scored again. In the league, hasn't he? Um, has he? I didn't know yeah. that.
2: Yeah, he scored
1: against Wales. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, he scored against Wales. I thought you said midweek, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so it, he's in quite a good vein of form for Mitrovic. Like I don't remember a time when he scored in
1: three goals, three goals, three games consecutively. Three <laughs> games now, four games. That's because he never scores. Like, but go on. Yeah. Well he's, <laughs> well, he's finally sort of trying to find some form. So it would
2: seem harsh to leave him out. Having said that, what you just said about teams when we play Dwight like Gale. Um, Birdwell, Birdwell, well for the restart. Uh and obviously he's still the top scorer in the championship, so
1: it's equally as harsh to leave him out. Um, I, I want to say he's the top scorer in the country. Would that sound reasonable? Because no one in the um, Premier League scored more, and, and it doesn't really matter <laughs> what anyone's done in the in the league. So I'll go with that. I'll stick with top top scorer in the country. Top
2: scorer in the. No? all right, you can have it. Um yeah. So, so yeah, I'll go with. Um, leaning more towards Gale although
1: I think it's very cruel on Mitrovic uh, given that he's finally decided he can call goals. alright oh, fair enough very uh very mature of your blonde <laughs> considering <laughs> consider <laughs> when we were at Preston I was I was I was pe- politely celebrating the goal to turn around to you inside like celebrating in me face <laughs> like I was some sort of Sunderland fan <laughs> just cuz Mitrovic two footed one in <laughs> you were looking
2: Singing the Metro song was one of the highlights of my year. <laughs> I don't
1: really want to do it, but everybody else is so. The other, the other away game, which we won, which I missed, was Barnsley two nil, and we ground that one out as well. It was very comfortable second half, but again, it, it, it kind of supports my point from earlier that it was hardly like the free-flowing football and um, clinical, you know, attacks that we've seen in in the home games. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Dwight Gale starts. I think. Um, Going back to previous international breaks, it's it's quite apparent that he he tends to stick with the players who who have done you know who have been there at the training ground during the international break. I think I remember the big one was um like hey Isaac Hayden before the first international break was unbelievable. It was playing really well. Rafa was talking to the media about how well he'd done and he played callback, <laughs> which no one I think we say we didn't see coming. But callback and Gale and players like that have been at the training ground. Um, you know, working on the drills, working every day with Rafa. So I, I think there's also a chance, considering Yedlin has been across the world, that we might see Anita play right back. What do you think? And do you, would you be would you be happy with that? Um,
2: so that it would sort of make sense, given you know, quite a hefty trip for Yedlin. But it's just planning as well, because if he doesn't start, because Yedlin's been really, he's got he's got five assists at least now. Yeah. Which you're just, you're just not going to get from any day at all. <laughs> um, but given, you know, I think there's a pretty good chance the leads will really collapse. Uh, you can't argue with any of those um,
1: sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Stability at the back. Yeah. We'll,
2: we'll go with stability. Um, and he's, he's not let anyone down when he's played, so I don't think a massive issue, but obviously. If Yedlin feels like he
1: can play, then I think he has to play Yedlin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably see Gruff Ran. He's been about, he'll play on the left. You imagine Matt Ritchie will come back in from suspension on the right. Uh, again, callback's been around the training ground. Shelby, um, his hearing's of it being postponed, so we'll get a Shelby callback too. And then Diarme, or per- maybe Perez, I think Diarme's been away international duty, so... Um there's a chance we'll there's a chance we'll see Perez behind the, the the front man and obviously Perez played the last game. I think with this kind of away game and the fact that um it's again it'll be it might be quite a physical game. I think i will get the nod behind him um and we'll see Kieran Clark La and Dala. so you so I think we might see can be confident about I think we might see Aiden play. you reckon?
2: Um, yeah, I think so. I think you just I mean we'll be able to Raffle will be looking for us to be really, really solid and I think I just got a funny feeling about callbacks, if I'm honest, like, this type of game. Or I, think the, I actually think these will come come out as the lot yeah, but
1: I'm not call-backs sure Callback's won the last like nine games he started or something stupid or, or possibly more. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna say Hayden starts. You know, Hayden starts you, you, you,
1: you. heard it here you heard it here on True Faith Podcast. After the break we're gonna cru- Sorry?
2: The big match.
1: The big match news. Isaac Hayden starts. Okay, right. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. After this, we'll be back with Ollie, a Leeds fan. So we're joined by Ollie on the line, uh, fan of Leeds United, uh, who also runs a Twitter account at Everything Leeds. thanks very much for joining us. Are you at the game this okay. Sunday? Or will you be watching it on time I am at the game. Yeah. I mean, a season ticket holder, or is it just kind of what games? Yeah, you, you can get tickets for.
3: Uh, sorry, can you say that again, please?
1: Are you a season ticket holder?
3: <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm gold member.
1: Okay, so how's it going so far? Is this um, is, Gar- is Gary Monk the man to take Leeds back to the promised land?
3: I think he is the man. Yeah, um, it, it it didn't start off too well for us this season, but I feel the players are starting to buy in to his philosophy and um, the way he's playing. You know, it's we're starting to come together now. Made a few good signings. Um, yeah, it's really coming together a lot stable now stability we've been after that for a few years and finally got it and I, I, genuinely, I genuinely feel it could be it could be the year we do it
1: so what, what What? I mean you'll have to excuse us because in the championship you don't get to see that many highlights of, of games yeah. apart from goals um, is this has Monk turned Leeds into uh, Swansea Mark 2 where you play a lot of possession football uh, or or does or he kind of adapted to the division
3: um, I think it depends on the team, really. Um, I mean, take, for example, when we played Burton at home a few weeks ago, we, we we were definitely like a Swansea. You know, at home, the home games, we like to take it to the team, you know, get a lot of possession. But I definitely see a Swansea in us. You know, good, good wingers, very good passes in the midfield, uh, like to boss the game, especially at home, against... Well, I think it, it depends, really, because I just think he's... He's very good at assessing the opposition, and he'll set us up how we want to play. So, for example, this weekend, um, I think we'll be a little bit more cautious. Uh, with, obviously, with the quality that you've got, but um, yeah, I definitely see a bit of Swansea in us, and yeah, hopefully, we can follow follow what
2: they've done.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned stability there, and in, in the slow start that that Leeds had. What what represents successful Leeds this season? I mean, you've said. That you think um, Monk can take you back up? Yeah. Would Would you be happy with with consolidation? And you know, I think you finished bottom half last season. So do you think? No,
3: yeah, fifteenth oh yeah, past couple of years. Yeah. So Has would it, would been, Yeah,
1: sorry. I was just say would top ten represent success, or do you think now nah, with the the chance you've got in the position you're in that you've got to be looking for playoffs minimum? I think um, at the start
3: of the season. When we brought in the new manager, yeah, I would have taken halfway, just above top 10. Um, but now now we're in the position and the football we're playing, I don't see why. I think there's got to be playoffs. We think we've really got our aim high. I'd be disappointed if we were to finish um, any lower than eighth. Maybe this year I genuinely feel that the team are coming together. There's a real good team spirit and I think, yeah, playoffs has got to be the aim for us this season.
1: I mean, you're in a you're in a bit of a tough one. A form like us, you're in the League Cup quarterfinal, yeah. but but unlike us, you've got a not that Holloway is going to be easy, but I'd i certainly yeah. taken Holloway over over Liverpool. Yeah. But I mean, you play Rotherham, which I take it's a bit of a local derby after us, and then you've got yeah, um, it's been a bit of
3: a
2: bogey fixture for us though, so it's
3: right. a tough game that. For
1: and us. then and then you've got Villa and Brighton, two of the promotion favourites. So do you think this is the part of the season where if you come out of this in a in in the same position? you've got a real chance or do you think well you're playing probably the top 2 or 3 teams in the league anything anything you get a bonus um
3: yeah i think if we come out of this with good results then people will start taking us seriously but this will be this will be a very tough period for us um it'll you know it will i think it will determine how we do because we've got a very young squad which worries me a little bit in terms of experience especially going through the christmas period as you know Really busy, hectic, you know, games, games, games all the time. Um, so we'll see how we go. But if we come out with good points, I mean, a draw somewhere like away at Brighton, i be very happy with that. Uh, Villa, we'll be playing Villa twice in the space of a month. So, you know, a point away at Villa and beat them at home. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with that. But it's, it's tough. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, we'll see.
1: Great. And then, um, like, I mean, Jack Ta- Jack Talbot asked on Twitter earlier, what is it uh, about what what has happened at Leeds United for the club to have been outside the Premier League for what, 12 seasons now or something like or? uh Yeah,
3: I think it's 2003.
1: Yeah, so like basically from the outside, what's gone so wrong? Um,
3: well, the ownership of the club has been difficult for us. Uh, financially, we struggled to compete. With uh, some of the bigger teams with the money in the division, just because of the debt we were in when we first come down. We had to sell a lot of the best players, had to sell the, the stadium, the training ground, etc. Um, so we've struggled in that department, and there's, it's really hard to put your finger on. Um, just not much quality has been brought through. You know, but we've been very reliant on the academy. Bringing up good players, but you know, then we just sell them on. So we almost turned into a selling club, which you know it's difficult. And with Chilino coming in, you know he's just hiring and firing. And now you know, Chilino's actually taking a back seat in things and letting Gay Monk get on with his with what he's got to do. You know he's got his regime in place, and it's, things are starting to tick over, and we're we're getting that. So
2: yeah, we're getting that.
1: I mean, in, uh moving on to the match this this weekend, what would you? What do you? A would you be? Would you be happy with a draw? Um, and B, what, what do you actually think the score will be?
3: I would be happy with a draw, yeah. Um, but obviously, as we're at home, I think we're I'm beaten in about eight games at home now. So there's no reason, you know, why we can't
2: hopefully get a result there. But yeah, a draw would be a good result.
1: Yeah. Who, are the, who are the players that we should watch out for on Sunday? Who are Leeds' best players?
3: Um, uh, definitely Pontus Janssen, centre back. He is he's an exceptional player. I mean, I, I know Newcastle got their centre backs, whatever, but I believe Pontus Janssen is the best defender in that league from from what I've seen so far. But he's he's definitely up there. Uh, Haddy Sacco, right winger, very good player. Pablo Hernandez attacking midfielder They're the three uh, Standout players I really, For us
2: Yeah, And so In the so news This week We've been linked to Charlie Taylor The left back Yeah uh, what, do you, what do you Make of him Is he any good or is he...
3: Quality player Yeah really consistent Week in week out uh, 8 out of 10 Every single week um, He'd be a big miss If um, If we were to lose him Yeah.
1: Good, good stuff, and uh, I'll volunteer on another question, No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll crack on then, so wh- why do you think this game is um, picked up the buzz it has for, from the, the Leeds fans, because looking at your attendances for a little while, it's it's rare that like, you, you touch 30,000, Newcastle, we, we were expecting another big allocation, like five, 6000 tickets, being yeah. basically sparked a Huge scramble for tickets <laughs> amongst Newcastle yeah. fans. Uh, there's only two. Yeah. The allocation is only two and a half thousands. Yeah, um, I and mean, that's
3: the stand. It is. There's, it's only like one. It's only like one stand. Yeah, and the rest, it, yeah.
1: Um, but what? Why do you? I mean, obviously, like you said, Leeds have been doing well. Yeah. Um, it's on TV, which I thought would have hit the attendance. You, you're yeah. charging rip-off ticket prices. If I say so oh, myself. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So what? What do you? What, why do you think that? Like, do you think it's just the the, the opposition or, or, or the manager we've got and, and what you're doing? It just seems like this, this fixture's caught the imagination of, of Leeds yeah. fans. Would you agree? Well, I I think it's a mixture. Um,
3: obviously, we're playing very well at the minute and, yeah, it is because... I'm not going to lie, it is because of you lot. Huh. Um, it's the biggest team that we've had down Leeds in a long, long time and I think it's got a lot of sentimental value, especially to the older fans because it was quite a big, big clash yeah. Back in the day, yeah,
1: definitely.
3: Um, so I think I think that's the main reason. It's, it's imp- I think it's quite impressive, to be honest, to sell out on a Sunday. You know, and it's on telly. You know, I think so.
1: Particularly a thirty-eight
3: quid ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ripoff prices, but but yeah, the that we always turn out. You know, even when we're not doing well, still get still get decent crowds. I mean, we've got to bear in mind we. The past few years, we really haven't been great. And the ownership's just not good. Things haven't been good, but the fans still churn out in good numbers. I know mean, Leeds get a lot of stick for maybe not filling the home ground, but yeah, this I think it's starting to
2: starting to turn now.
1: I mean, f- from my point of view, and I'll, I'll ask you the same question. Then um, you know, I, uh, we're we're in our, our late twenties now, and we we perhaps haven't experienced um, Leeds United as a, as a major force in English football. But you look at a lot of the clubs in the Premier League and, and uh, this is where normally people would say no disrespect, but I mean absolute disrespect to the little clubs like Bournemouth. Um, yeah. You know, if you look at clubs like Wigan, who've, who've competed in the Premier League for a long time, rather than Leeds, um, yeah. even Swansea can't fill a twenty thousand seat stadium. If Leeds, yeah. if Leeds were United, much like Newcastle, were a well run, um, organized outfit, you'd think that there'd be a you know there'd be one of England English football's um, you know fixtures in the top flight. Um, so that, that's that's yeah. going from a Newcastle fan. Um, I, I don't have any yeah. particular affection for Leeds. I, I can't stand Gary Monk. Um, nothing <laughs> nothing to do with what he's done with Leeds. I, I don't I don't know what he, what he's been like at Leeds, but um, it's time the Swansea. Manager Swansea's Swansea manager was just he was the most arrogant. Um, what do you think? Oh my God! He played he played Newcastle. played Newcastle a few a few years ago when Pardew was really struggling and we drew two two at Swansea. Now yeah. uh, you you've probably heard your fair share of. Um, media interviews and post-match interviews with with managers. I've never, ever, ever heard a manager, whether it be Ferguson, whether it be Mourinho, Ancelotti, all these guys, Benitez, who've won loads of games really easily, none of them ever say it was so easy at times. It was embarrassing. And that's what Gary Monk said said about it. And it's not just Newcastle. Um, Mark Hughes accused him of being arrogant. Louis Van Hall accused him of being arrogant, and I think was a bit of to and fro there. And when he comes across, you know, if he's on goals on Sunday or something while he's been out of work, he comes across well, but he's just got that British young manager. He's much like Alex Neil. He, 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 yeah. At Swansea, he was never able to accept any responsibility. It was always the manager, it was always someone else's fault. It was always, we were the better team, even if they clearly weren't. And it was always like, I don't know, I just got the feeling that he was yeah. so far. Up himself that by yeah. the end yeah, you know, because people were quite surprised when he was sacked by Swansea, they didn't you yeah. know the, the first sign of a bad run, they got rid of him. Um and if you look now they've had to change managers again, so it probably wasn't a good decision. And I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but I think his arrogance, allegedly as Swansea, and what I what I've read, um, accelerated that downfall.
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting you make that point actually about him shifting the blame because um, earlier on this season, he made a few questionable substitutions, which arguably cost us the game. And he came out in the interviews and and the press conferences after that and never sort of apologised for that. And I always yeah. said, just, I wish you would just take responsibility for that. I thought I'd, it's quite interesting you make that point because a few, a lot of us Leeds fans picked up on that too and were quite upset that he wasn't willing to take responsibility. But perhaps that comes with. You know, perhaps his inexperience as a manager, but he, i, th- I think—he comes across really professional. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got a plan in place which he sticks to, and you can—you tell, you can tell that. Um, but I, I just think he's—he's he's perfect for what we're trying to do, and I think because last year we had we had Steve Evans and charge. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, we we we, <laughs> we all love Steve Evans, but <laughs> if we were to go up into the Premier League. He he's not a Premier League manager, but when you look at Gary Monk, you know I just feel he's got that. I don't know, he's got that something about him that he obviously we know he can manage in the Premier League, and I just think he's perfect for us.
1: I think you it know, was a massive, times. massive eye raiser, um, eyebrow raiser for for a lot of the football world when he went to Leeds. Everyone was kind of shocked, particularly yeah. you know this this job for Monk is is a really important job. You know he, yeah. he had a he did he did a good job at Swansea, even I can admit that. He did a good job. They got rid of him a bit quickly for whatever reason. And then your next job is almost your most important one. A lot of managers oh, kind of fall yeah. out of the game. So he must have seen something in Leeds, whether it be the yeah. playing squad, whether he, had, for some reason, he thought he would get along with the with owner. But he must have seen something in you or whether it was the fact he was just a sleeping giant, much like there's has seen in us. Well, there's um, a
3: lot of potential there. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, Ollie, I think I don't know if they, unless there's anything we've missed. Uh, you know, thank you very much for for coming on the show. Yeah, and, um, thanks for having me. Best of luck for the rest of the season after Sunday.
3: And you. yeah.
1: <laughs> so many thanks there to Ollie. We're we going to try and have uh, opposition uh, football fan on before every weekend game. Blackburn next. If anyone knows any decent Blackburn fans who want to come on, please point them in our direction. Always looking for opposition fans to have partner with before the games. It's funny, Boland, isn't it? Because um, we never did this last year because it just got dead annoying that we kept losing. Like we didn't want to speak to people about the game in which they were going to beat us. Yeah, it was not as fun as was it? it wasn't? It was not as fun because we can kind of say to fans now, like, yeah, you you enjoy your see you enjoy your season. We'll be thirty points ahead of you um, yeah. by January. Well then you cast the United News bond and, um, John Joe Shelby is gonna play at Leeds because is well, what's happened? what's happened? what have you not been paying attention? Well I know I know you had the cut I know he's, he's pleaded not guilty, but he's but he's, he's, yeah, he's pleaded not guilty to his charge uh, I don't
2: know what the charge is exactly like
1: actually it's like but insulting uh, an opponent using racially aggravated language. Yeah, it's really it's just so unfortunate, isn't it?
2: Like He's definitely our best player. And the only player in the team that we can't really, like, directly replace. Well, I
1: mean, Darlow! Sorry? Darlow, probably. Considering the well, replacement. Big, Although, old, big, big Rob's
2: back in training, much to your delight, I'm
1: sure. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, so it's a shame. And it's, it's such a stupid thing to do if he has And I hope, like, obviously it'll be a massive, massive miss. Cause you'll probably end up with about a five-game suspension if you've done it. And is found guilty. But I, I am almost leaning more towards the side where I'd, I'd, I'd leave him out for longer. Like, if he's been virtually abusing someone, it's just it's just not on at all. And I think Rafa needs to make an example of him if he's done it. I know that'd be like, he's obviously a class player, but like, Newcastle players generally throughout history, when things are going well, have a habit of doing really stupid stuff and getting away with it. And I think
1: right. Rafa should go be on. really,
2: really hanging around to try
1: these if if Hang on. Go on.
2: <laughs> cool. Well, because if you look back, like, Kieran Dyer, Lee Bowyer, Craig Bellamy, like, these players, when they cast too well, they probably love the fact that, you know, they can go out on the town and everyone's buying them drinks and it just inflates, inflates their ego and manages then, and Robson is guilty of this, of not punishing them enough. And if Shelby's gone and done something, like, as stupid as racially abused someone, um, he deserves to be hung out to dry. At as, far, as far as I'm concerned, he's a great player, but it's
1: just not acceptable. The, well, this is why I didn't want to comment on it because <laughs> it's I don't want to I don't want to go if he's, if he's done nothing wrong. Then it's obviously harsh to even talk about it. And I would disagree with you. I think whatever you have to accept the fine that the you know if the FA came out and give him a ten game fine, I wouldn't complain. But so yeah, and, and, and okay. you accept it if they gave him a three a three game fine. I wouldn't fine uh, ban I wouldn't complain but, either yeah, it's to keep in as well so Rafa we
2: all agree. Rafa's rebuilt the club and he's starting to build up some credibility and the fans starting to come back the club's acting much better if one of our players has gone and done something like this then we need to keep in mind of this like new sort of positive way and if he's been racially abusing someone the club need to take action against him as well I think
1: I'm sure they would like, I'm sure that if you got a five game ban and the evidence was, was, was that clear but Remember, he's he's saying he hasn't done it, and and you have to respect that. We don't know any of the details, but he's saying not guilty. Um, so anyone, like it's hard. I don't know if if he's saying that, and unless we're, we're we're explicitly told the circumstances of any guilty verdict and what exactly happened and the reasons for it, I don't want to go too hard on him. And I certainly, uh, this is football. I certainly wouldn't, um, unless someone had committed a crime, which would be different. But I certainly wouldn't. Um, be banning him any longer than necessary, and this is a player who um, really struggles with confidence, um, who Rafa Benitez has worked very hard on to make him into the player that he is in the championship. And to to ban him more than than necessary, I think would be would be totally counterproductive for the team. Uh, it's it, like I say, it's a hard one. On, on on the flip side of that, you know, you've got you now you've also got Rolando Aarons who I mean, do you think that's it for him? I think did he sign a new five year contract this 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 year?
2: Yeah, the start of the season, he signed a new deal.
1: So I don't think it's the end of his Newcastle career, but, I mean, Tim Krul's just taken 12 months to come back, more than 12 months from that injury, um, and Tim Krul doesn't rely on pace. Yeah. So. Uh, um, it's, it's, des- uh, it's desperately
2: unfortunate for him, because we've all seen what he can do, and with the African Cup, of Nations coming up, and obviously, well, I think saying, obviously, I'm, I'm sure gonna have qualified. After will probably be away for that. Yeah, which would have provided him with like a real opportunity again to kick start his Newcastle career. And the tour lads' birthday was only the day before as well, so that's not much of a problem uh, <laughs> <I can't,
1: laughs> Yeah, spot on, and You nailed just, it there. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's,
2: it's just a shame, isn't it? Like, we, I think we'll, like every, everyone will agree that like, there's definitely potential to be, in my opinion. A top player going forwards. It's just. And to get the type of injury he has as well. Like, this isn't I've never, You know, like, I think he's broken his foot and had a couple of muscle injuries. And then to do his knee like he has, it's just. It couldn't have gone any worse for
1: him, really, could <laughs> it? No, no, it couldn't And I, and, and we talked in the pre season podcast um, that th- this could be a great season for him. Um, and it just. Ben, oh, Ben's biggest season wasn't it that Rolando Allen has to say more I, <laughs> I, 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 I should have to think what Ben's uh, Ben's um, opinion of the lad is now but yeah Rolando Allen's get well soon um, not that you listen to this but um, <laughs> you know we, we wish you all the hey, best mate. well by the way like if anyone on the Thursday or Friday before the Leeds game which is on a Sunday bizarrely has a spare ticket going and wants to help out some strangers <laughs> Give us a shout because we're still one short um, for of, of our leads uh, podcast allocation. Um, not willing to pay over the odds at all, obviously. Um, but yeah, give us a shout. Um, people shouldn't be selling. People shouldn't be selling them over the odds. No, they shouldn't. I would never pay over the odds. Either. I don't. I don't care about the game. Um, no, nor would I sell them over the odds. Uh, I think. All, are we all going home? Is every Mickey's not coming, is he? Yeah, everyone Mickey. Everyone but Mickey, so that should be good. Um the the beanback the beanback that Mickey's going to the beanback like six thousand tickets told or sold or something like that. How come you can make it to the beanback he can't go <laughs> I think it's because are all staying over I don't know. If he did a if he did a podcast like once a month we could ask him but he he doesn't. He's he's got better things to do than and speaks to the likes of you, the listener. Um the the next we've kind of entered this part of the season where it's like the the real championship where like we've kind of won the phony war, absolutely smashed the last eight games. We're in the quarter final of the cup, and between now and Christmas, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games.
2: Counting, counting with the True Faith podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. <don't, laughs> um <laughs> yeah so we'll have, eight, we'll have eight games in the next six weeks uh or five weeks even um that's that's a lot of games um and you know it's like we're, we're gonna be here uh, after every single one we'll have a post match podcast after every single one we will be at every single game although we're on you a little bit uh, now over the next few weeks um we'll have a preview pod out every thursday uh, we might even do a, a special podcast over christmas we'll We'll see what the diary's like. I think the gap between uh, Burton away and Chef Wed at Home is about nine days. So we'll probably do a podcast then. Uh, Follow us at the usual places. Another live stream of the quiz. <laughs> Another live stream quiz. Sorry. Well, just sorry about that whole thing. Uh, thanks to the people <laughs> that played. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Bolland. We're, we're looking forward to the match on Sunday. We will have a podcast with you out about four o'clock Sunday. Five o'clock Sunday on the way back i'll I'll be driving back from Leeds, hopefully having secured this extra ticket that we need um, and that's it, Bon, thanks for your time. No thanks for listening.